Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor V. And we are live. So I'm here with uh, Lisa Civic. So Lisa, we've done over on this, the Road to Growth podcast, I think 130 episodes, 120 episodes. This is the first one that we actually have a live feed. We're going to use the actual video component uh, of this podcast. So I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. And also, I mean, your, your story, yes, you own a hair salon. Well, it's actually a, um, right now I own a full service salon in Hamul. And I am closing that salon come October 31st and opening a spa in La Mesa at the foothills of Mount Helix. And it will be natural nails and pedicures, gel manicures, facials, and body waxing. And we'll have a retail boutique and all of that. So, um, changing it up a bit. You and anyone listening right now, um, that's all in San Diego County. So if you're yeah. if you're coming to San Diego County, if you're not in San Diego County now, uh, look her up. So is the current place still going to be the Upper Hand Spa Saloon, or is it? Are you going to change that, or how I'm are you going to do it? Salon. It, I'm going to keep the name. I um, started with the Upper Hand um, back when I lived in Indiana, Chicago area, where my husband's from. Um, oh boy, nineteen. 19- 91 or so. So um, I'm going to keep the name and it really encompasses what I do here. So, well, like, so the behind the scenes for people listening right now, what we'll do before these podcasts come out, there'll be a little question, a uh, questionnaire that's put out to, to all our guests. And some guests, I mean, are, are very open uh, with their background, other people. Maybe you have to dive a little deeper when you're actually on the podcast or talking before to, to get basically the nuggets of who they are. Because some people, I mean, to be honest, some people I think are a little embarrassed of who they are and it mm-hmm. takes a little while for them to warm up. Uh, Lisa, you've been very open uh, with basically your background, your history. Let's let's just dive into it and who you are and where you came from. You're gonna probably tell, be able to tell the story a little better. Uh, please, yeah, just jump into it. Um. I, I hate to say that I had a terrible childhood, all of that kind of thing. You know, so many of us have had a bad childhood um, or rocky, what have you. Uh, my parents accidentally got pregnant and and uh, I was, you know, then they got married because I was uh, coming into this world. Um, don't feel like I was an accident ever. <laughs> That's always been a great thing. Um <clears throat> But along the way, of course, they were forced to get married. Their marriage didn't work. Um, you know, I watched them go through the the fighting and, and all of that. There was some pretty crazy times there. Um, but they ended up divorcing, and I mainly lived with my mom. Um, but we bounced around a lot. My mom also bounced me around a lot. There were times where I lived with my dad just a little bit when I was a young kid. Um, and then my mom made it pretty difficult. So I ended up living with her and then she'd, I'd go and live with my grandparents and then I'd um, <clears throat> be left at my mom's friends' houses, that kind of thing. Um, not a, not a stable childhood, should I say. Um, when I was about seven or eight, my mom left me with one of her friends 
that friend happened to be a foster parent of teenage boys. Well, <clears throat> as you can imagine, <laughs> that didn't go well. Um, I was molested by several of them several times. Um, I always felt shame in that. I never told anyone. I thought I did something wrong. Um, you know, I was a little girl and I was so innocent. Um, and just for years until I was probably 22, 23, when I watched a um, documentary on child molestation, did I realize, wow, I was molested and it's not my fault. And um, not that I still don't have those feelings of shame because it, it does still come out, but I have felt that now is, you know, in the last couple of years, it's time to open my mouth so others can heal. Um, from that experience, you know, went with all the insecurities. Um, I had a lot of boyfriends, um, really started partying. One of my boyfriends introduced me to drugs. Um, and I'm talking like Coke and Crystal and that kind of thing. Um, had a few years of that. Um, that's probably the one time in my life I wish that I could really take away because I was not who I would be proud to be. Um, and was that the same time too that that you went to uh, to school? Because you went to cosmetology school, right? Well, that was um, a little before that. Okay. Um, went to first of all, I about seventeen. I um, I tried cosmetology school for hair. Was not my thing. Plus, I was seventeen. <laughs> Very immature. Didn't you know? Mature on some levels and immature on so many. So I lasted about a month or so and dropped out. Typical you know, dropout. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny when I was re reading basically your questionnaire and uh, you're saying beauty school dropout. The first thing that popped in my head, I know this is, is really weird. You seen the movie Grease? One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I was just like, I can, oh I can hear Prince Valley singing now. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So you, you drop out, you drop out of school, uh, cosmetology mm -hmm. school, you're partying it up, having boyfriends, doing coke, crystal meth. What was that? that actually. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and before that, at 14, I, I had a boyfriend and ended up getting pregnant and having an abortion, which was also a huge weight over all these years. Um, again, the shame and the guilt and all of that, um, which, you know, never heals exactly, but um, it, it's definitely a, a hard thing to go through, but I'm, you know, definitely doing, doing better with it. Um, so then uh, did all the partying, but decided that I wanted to be a makeup artist. So um, cause I was grasping. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, our, my, my family didn't have a lot of money, you know? Um, so all the schools for makeup were up in LA, you know, I'm here a San Diego girl, East County girl, born and raised. Um, I didn't have the money to go to LA for school. So I enrolled in school for aesthetics, which is facials and makeup and 
waxing and that kind of thing. Um, and so I started doing that. I did that for a couple of years, but found that I was extremely drawn to manicuring. Um, the pan I love the pampering and all of that, um, but just was drawn always to that nail department. So once again, went back to school, um, got my manicurist license, graduated at the top of my class um, and was manicurist of the month at school, all of that, you know, um, got my license in California and uh, my husband and I ended up moving to Chicagoland area. And that's really where I started my, my nail career and um, dabbled in, in um, doing facials and all that still. Um, but I feel like the facial end of it really helped my career as a manicurist as well. Um, you know, with knowing how to massage more and understand the skin more and, and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, and then it just goes goes from from there in Chicago for my career and um, and starting my own businesses and and just by the seat of my pants, really. <laughs> Because I really knew nothing. <laughs> well, going back, you're, you're talking about that you were married and kind of a path towards to a positive future. Mm -hmm. Yet you were dealing with, you mean, at a young age, basically the molestation, the mm -hmm. the hard drugs, the multiple of uh, boyfriends, um, right. mean broken family. Mm -hmm. There's what was that thing? What was that that driving force for wanting some more stabilization, something something better, something more for yourself? Um, I I think the weird thing coming out of being bounced around a lot is um, adaptability. Mm. I can adapt very easy. I'm pretty good with change. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I love to change around furniture and decor and, and that kind of thing constantly. I'm always um, kind of reinventing my business, which I have found really, I took a negative of my personality and it's really become a positive. Um, I, I try not to be afraid. You know, I just try, try things. If it doesn't work, well, let's, you know move on to the next thing. Um, I think that that's definitely something from the negative that has become positive. Um, my husband um, definitely has been huge support system. No matter what I do, he's always unconditional and um, supportive. He may gripe at me because <laughs> once again, he's got to paint and, and build and those kind of things. But um always supportive and and that's huge and that's something that besides my grandparents um i did not have as a kid is that consistency so um that, that really, really helped so, so those are those it sounds like those are avenues of allowing you to get to where you want to get to yet mm -hmm. looking at those do you know what the big why is i mean what's your big big reason for for wanting more for yourself I would say the big why is because it started out um, wanting to people please. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, wanting to always give someone else something better. Um, I am now, thank God, able to be okay with me 
And now I want to give back, but in a healthy way. So still, if you'd say people pleasing, um, but now it's about empowerment and growth. Um, uh, did I answer your question there? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think yeah. that's for, I mean, I think for a lot of people, you have to find some kind of reason of, of wanting something more. And it, sometimes it's just, right. You want that affirmation. You want to make some people say, "Hey, you're doing a great job." Right, and, and that's so what I, it started I, out with. And yeah, and I can totally, I can yeah. totally appreciate that. So, mm -hmm. as you're 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 building a company, I mean, that's I mean, pretty difficult. Yes, your husband's there, your grandparents. Where were you finding the knowledge base of, of starting a company, finding the money, finding uh, the avenue of <laughs> of getting business? That's the funny thing, is um, really no knowledge. Um, I just jumped in and <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, well, we're going to figure it out. And um, I've made a lot of mistakes, but that's okay. I don't look at them as mistakes. I look at them as learning experiences now. Um, money. I started my first salon here in, in San Diego, um, up in Hamul, just by the money I was making doing nails every week. So I'd make a little bit and I'd put a little bit more into my business. Um, I started out in my, now it was just about a thousand square feet up in Hamul. Um, I started out just with my nail table and then I added a couple of hair stations and then, you know, um, I had um, a massage room, facial room. Um, so it just really built along the way, which, to me now, because I didn't have any money, I didn't get out alone. I didn't do any of that kind of thing. Um, all those things that you're supposed to do, you know, in business standards, I did none of them. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was just really trial and error. All right, and I you, that. you piqued my interest. I mean, I, I love the idea of mistakes, right? Because truthfully, and it takes it takes some people longer than others, but a mistake mm -hmm. is never a mistake if you learn from it, right? Yeah. And People listening right now, I mean, it, it could be helpful for them. We don't know where they are in their road success and right. their path to get to the next level. So learning from someone else's mistakes is, is one of the, the biggest things I think anyone can take away. You're talking about the exorbitant amount of mistakes. Let's walk yeah. us through a couple of those mistakes and kind of what well, you learn from I mean, I have been to where I've had to borrow money to pay my rent. I have... Um, had to just scrimp and save and and have a client maybe pay for a product before I got it in for them. Um, just so, so many things, um, you know, late on taxes, what, whatever those things may be. I did end up taking over the years some business training. Um, there's one company in particular I go through, it's called Empower You, and it's a salon business coaching. Um, and I've done a couple others too. And I started watching podcasts and, and uh, um, that kind of thing, especially dur during COVID, I learned a lot. Um, and I, you know, that's the thing is you never quit learning. So it's just, just keeping a positive mind. Um, I also, I mean, some people um, will find this cheesy or whatever, but um, very important to me. I have a huge faith in God and I, I just pray as well. And if it's meant to be, it's going to be, and we're going to find a way. So 
Okay, you, I, I picked up one of the mistakes, right? It was doing someone's hair, doing someone's um, stuff before you got paid. So does that mean you learn your lesson, you you basically only take payment before you actually give your product? No, that was more like when I sold product because I didn't have the money okay. to have product stocked on the shelf. Um, I have bartered services to get something else for my business. Um, I've done all of that. I have done everything. I have done a, had a booth rental salon, which now I'm going in an, into an employee-based salon. Um, I, I probably have done just about it, anything you can think of. So, so if, <laughs> if, if someone's watching now and they, let's say they're that, that, you know, 17 year old dropout, mm -hmm. right. That you're kind of in that situation. They have yeah. bigger hopes for something more. What, what's some advice you could give those, those people right now and just say, this is, if you're starting your business, this is what you should know. Yeah. I, you know, I have to also back up a little bit too, because I think it's important to the story is I'm also a high school dropout. Um, because I did not have a parent at the time I lived by myself. My dad left me in a house by myself, um, and moved in with his girlfriend. And, uh, what are you going to do when you're 16 years old? Huh, I'm not going to school. <laughs> and he'd always write me notes to get out. So I, I think that's really important as well. Um, I did end of it, uh, eventually take classes and got my GED because that was important to me. I think that that's an important thing to do. But as, as far as um, giving advice is never underestimate yourself. We have so much power. And if it's in your, if it's in your heart and you really love what you do, know that you can change even the teeniest little bit of the world. Just go for it. Don't be afraid. You know, it, it will happen if it's meant to happen, you know, just don't give up. That's my biggest advice. Um, because like I said, no money, no, no education background on business. I, you know, you can still do it. You can still make it work. Um, I think that's what America was founded on as well. You know, all these people, these um, immigrants that came over was sometimes just a barely a um, elementary school education. Um, and they, some of those people became millionaires, you know? Um, so you don't have to have a lot to start a business. It can start out teeny and just work your way up. We don't have to have it all right now. And, and, and talking about the, the confidence you have, of you can do it, you can make it, things like that. And you were saying that your spirit, your religion background and your husband are driving forces to get you there. Is there anyone else or any anything else that's that's a, a support system for you? There are so many people in my life. Um, I could go on. I have amazing clients, amazing clients that have become my friends, my support system. Um, I just feel you surround yourself by positive, wonderful people that love you. You can do anything. Yeah, it it um, it's it's when we we wallow in our BS and we take on other people's BS is when things start not to look like they're possible. So this is this is a question that I that I have. I was talking to someone else uh, just the other day. 
And people, I think they give from their heart. And it seems like I mean, people watch right now, or people listening right now can probably get that feeling that, that you give from your heart, that you're, if I can help out, I'm going to help out. How do you protect yourself from people taking advantage of that? People have taken advantage. Um, you, you can't, I don't feel that you can go through life worried about people hurting you or taking advantage of you. Give freely. Don't do it for getting something in return. Do it out of love and compassion for others. And um, that's just been how I, I really have lived my life, especially the last couple of years. You know, live in fear. You're not going to get anywhere. So it's a cost of being good is basically allowing maybe one or two bad apples and just. Absolutely. You just don't let it get you down. Yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, that's just human nature. It's going to happen. People are going to take advantage of you, whether they mean to or not. Um, you know, I, I have tried to lift people up and help them out and given them chance after chance and um, just to be dumped on. And, and at first that really stings, it really hurts, but then you know what? They're going through something. And if we try to put ourselves in their shoes and really understand that, then we're not going to get bogged down by that. We're going to keep going and we're going to keep loving. We're going to keep wanting to help people grow. If, if you can talk, I mean, I know you've kind of given some insight into what you've gone through and how you're kind of pushing through. If let's say someone's, someone's listening and they're maybe in the same boat as you and they're trying to get themselves to the next level, get eyes on their business and, and really adapt to everything that's going on with COVID, what are some good resources, good platforms or good ideas that they could probably look into? Do you have anything? Um, I will have to say one of the biggest things that helped me through this was I worked with my friend Chris at TNT Financial Freedom for Entrepreneurs. Um, and I, she just, her and her team helped me to know my numbers, know what, um, I could and could not do. Um, also helped by learning, um, the giant, I don't know if you're familiar with that, the fivevoices.com, knowing yourself, your leadership style, how other personalities, um, work and your personality works. Those things combined have really helped me in, in just persevering. Um, knowing the numbers is huge. Uh, it has helped me to get to this step now to be able to take my business to my dream. Um, I've always loved my business. It's like my baby and it's really hard to leave the old and, and start the new. Um, but this is my dream. I did a vision board about a year ago at a conference and I'm looking at it a couple days ago and I'm just like, holy cow, it was, it's on there. And I thought you've always heard of, um, people doing these vision boards and, and manifesting. And I always thought, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's my negativity coming in, but it really happened. And it, it's just what, what you really believe in and and what you put your heart and soul into is what's going to happen and that is you know just big pieces of advice is have a plan for one 
plan it out. Even if it seems just ridiculous, plan it out. Um, the first several, probably, <laughs> I'd say in my 34 years, I think I've been in the, this industry, the first 25 were maybe even 30 were by the seat of my pants. And pretty, pretty powerful now that I, I have a plan and know what I want. Um, it's it's surprising how strong our subconscious is and by doing yeah. those vision boards it allows you to say okay this is what i want this is what i'm going to go yeah. after and yeah it just comes about and anyone listening right now or watching this right now chris i've actually had her on the podcast mm -hmm. uh she was i think a couple weeks ago or based on the time this comes out uh so yeah feel free to, to listen to that one and hear her story also mm -hmm. um Lisa, any, any last words that you want to provide to the audience, anyone listening, uh, anything else about your story and uh, where you plan to go next? Maybe if someone's coming to San Diego, they're just coming for a trip, they live in San Diego, they're coming for a wedding, they want to get all dolled up, how can they find you? All that good stuff. Well, I'm definitely on the internet and on um, I have uh, the theupperhandspasalon.com. I also am on Instagram, theupperhandspasalon.com. And Facebook, theupperhandspasalon.com. Well, not .com on Facebook, but <laughs> um, I'm also at 9461 Grossmont Summit Drive, Suite D in La Mesa. We are basically kind of on the connecting of 125 and 8. Very easy access. Um, and let's see, we do manicures, pedicures, Therapeutic luxury pedicures, um, not just a quickie. We're not set up like can-can dancers. Uh, each client has a, their own private room for manicures and pedicures. Um, we'll also do body waxing. Um, we use farmhouse fresh products, which are all natural, foot logics, uh, pediceutical products, and biosculpture gel products for nails. Um, I, I'm also going to be sitting on the board of a new foundation called Leah's Foundation. Leah was a um, girl I went to high school with, and she passed away of a heart problem um, a couple years ago. But her brother, whom I have not met in person yet, reached out to me and um, was telling me about the foundation. And the more we talked, um, he checked into me and through some mutual friends and um, liked what I was about and how I want to empower women and asked me to be on the board of Leah's foundation, which will help um lift up battered women and uh raise money for other organizations here in san diego and and other places to help those those men and women really but you know those kinds of cases are mainly women um i also do events um did one last year in september called breathe at a local winery called granite lions um it was about 50 of us women that we had different speakers just on things that would enrich a woman's life. I plan on doing more of that when COVID, you know, settles down a little bit. Um, yeah, just all of those things that uh, help someone's life, you know, and enrich it and empower. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being on the podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you for being the first actual visual component of this podcast. I love it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <probably> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> you, did, you did fantastic and, and anyone listening again uh 
not just for women to be pampered. Men can get pampered too. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.